another episode of Black and White Men Talking Podcast. Myself, Leslie Peters, with my co-host, the one and only, the incomparable, the immeasurable, the overqualified, and absolutely certified, Mr. Dave Wiseworth. How are you, sir? You know what? I tell you what, Leslie, if I get any better, I'm just going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't want you to explode. I need you to keep it around, man. I'm not over, man. I'd make a mask, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know, here, here's the thing. And then I, I'm back on our weight loss journey, uh, Dave. I'm, I'm, I'm back on, 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 on the grind. I'm down. I'm down eight pounds. And oh, no, no, no. You started too quick. We got to no, do No, 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 no. What happened is. We never was supposed to stop. We both stopped, so we we, we got we got to get back going. So <laughs> good point. So so I'm gonna kick. I'm 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 gonna be accountable, and I'm gonna kick you, get you jump back started, and we gonna we gonna do this thing together. So thank you. Um, but here's the thing. First of all, it's a, it's an amazing day. God has gifted us with another day to do the work that we do. And for those of you that are joining us for the first time, this may be your first episode of watching the Black and White Men Talking Podcast. Let me give you a little synopsis of what it means and where it comes from. We really do believe, both Dave and I believe, and we're living examples of the fact that when black, when a black man and a white man truly, truly talk, great things happen. Yep. Because there's no way that you can truly talk without shedding some tears. <laughs> when, you, when you talk about the history of the black man and the white man, there's no way you can truly talk without having some disagreements. There's no way you can truly talk without having to work through and find some solutions to common grounds. There's no way you can truly talk without having an appreciation mm-hmm. from another perspective of what that person is going through because we all have assumptions and we think that these certain things are easy or certain things have been easy and we really don't know um, what it took to get here and so what it took for them to get where they are. And so it's very important that you have that authentic conversation because the world puts so much in between the black man and the white man mm-hmm. that they never, ever get to talk. There's so much in between them. There's hatred in between them. There's, 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 there's pain in between them. There's history in between them. There's slavery in between them. There is so much in between them that the only way that you're gonna, gonna gonna overcome all of that negativity is that we have to focus on hope. We have to focus on hope, which is, brings us to the topic of today's show. Um, and I'm just gonna phrase it up in a question and I'm gonna let Dave take it from there. But my question to all of you is simple. It's this, are we dealing hope or are we dealing dope? Talk to him, Dave. <laughs> you know, Leslie, and you talk about this. Uh, we make choices. Our whole life is made up of our choices. Nobody forces you to do so many things in your life. You, you, you decide, okay? And you can decide what you want to deal each and every day and, and each and every minute of the day. If you want to come out and you want to deal meanness and anger and hatred and revenge and strife and you want to be in that camp it's your choice you can be that you can be an angry person and you can be a mean person and you can be a just a a lion skunk if you want to be and that's your choice or and and, and in my opinion you're dealing dope 
is what you're doing. You don't have to be dealing drugs. You're dealing a drug of negativity and, and unforgiveness and anger. Or you can deal the other side and you can deal hope, which means encouragement and an attitude of, of gratitude where you say, hey, I want today, I want to smile on people. When I meet them, I want to help them. I want to share with them a kind word. I want to share with them uh, the opportunity to, to better their lives if I can. See, see a need in their heart or need in their, their life and say, hey, maybe I can encourage you or I can educate you. And, and what are you dealing? Are you dealing hope to people when they run into you? Do they come away a little bit better? Maybe they have a little more hope. Maybe they're smiling after they meet with you. Of course, in my case, they might be laughing. <laughs> but are they what are the what are they feeling when they leave your presence? Are they thinking, wow, I'm I'm glad I run into that person. I don't know who they are, but you know, they smiled at me. They said a, a kind word. They held the door open when I was trying to go through, you know, when I was coming. Uh, either in front of them or behind them, uh, you know, they acknowledged me as a person. They gave me a little, little spark of hope. And it's your choice. You decide. I was at a restaurant this morning and I was watching people come and go through these double doors. And it was interesting to watch some people just come barging through and then they let the door close behind them right in front of someone. And I thought, that's kind of rude. You're kind of in your own little cocoon and and you're not dealing any hope there. You're just being a dope because you're you're being rude and 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 you know it's selfish, I think. And then there were a lot of people that that opened the door for someone else coming in, or they opened the door for someone else leaving so they could go in. And it's just an awareness of what do you want to deal? Do you want to deal the good stuff or you want to be a jerk and a rotten skunk and and just be negative? And, and it's a series of choices, and it's not every day. It's every moment of every day, whether it's on, you know, social media. You're sending out messages of, you know, anger and ugliness and, and just, you know, discontent and strife. Uh, or are you, you know, sending out, uh, you know, encouragement and, and congratulations and, and maybe a, a prayer, you know, to, to people that, that really are hurting? Because let me tell you, Everybody in some way is hurting. And so everybody can use those things, that, that, that encouraging word, that, that nice gesture, that just a smile. You know, how simple is that? It, you know, I've always been taught, my dad, he was so kind. And he said, you know, he said, you run into somebody and, and, and they don't have a smile on their face. Why don't you give them yours? Mm. And, <laughs> and that mm. was my dad. Uh, you know, he'd drive down the road and give people the finger. And I thought, wow, that's that's odd. And actually what he was doing, he'd have his hand on the steering wheel and everyone mm -hmm. would pass, he'd stick his index finger up. Mm -hmm. And that was his little wave to people. I said, well, who was that, Dad? Oh, I don't know. He'd just been friendly, you know, but you never know. It, it might have been, you know, the only kind gesture they got the day, that day. And so I just I just think that's a choice uh, every moment of our life. You know, you know, let's deal the hope. Let's stop dealing the dopey stuff, you know. So that's kind of what I'm thinking in a nutshell there. No, I agree. I Listen, I think this is so, so, so important and critical. We listen. We don't need to dealing dealing dope. 
does not turn a negative into a positive. Dealing dope is a double negative. So it's a compound. You've heard of compound interest. But when you deal dope, you got compound negativity. That's a great point. And then you, when you get compound of anything, once it gets beyond compound, the next step is the next step is generational. Yes. So yeah. now it becomes a pattern. It becomes a cycle. If you look at the worst things that we have in our societies, that's what they become. What is hate? Hate didn't start off as hate. Right. Hate started off as a comment, a gesture, but it was never it was never corrected. And then they begin to compound. Right. And then after they compounded for so long, it became so massive that it became entrenched and then it became generational. Yeah. So people, so anytime you hating somebody for nothing that they've done for you just because of their gender, just because of their sexual orientation, just because of the color of their skin, that's not a action that has a symbolic um, um, response. So in other words, it's not, I hate what they did to me, or I hate the fact that they cut me off, or I hate that they said it. No, no, no. Yeah. You're hating a person for no action that they've done. Right. You're hating a person for merely you looking at them and what you see. Right. That is a, that's dope. Yes. That's dope. <laughs> and, and I want to be very clear on what dope is. And the reason why I'm painted that way is because I think we live in a society now where <laughs> people don't recognize what dope is anymore because they're so caught up in it. Right. Right. So we have to, we have to, in order to break that cycle, sometimes you got to send shockwave. One of my famous diversity quotes um, that I used to use quite a bit uh, when I do trainings is, uh, I think it's by Andreas uh, Tapia. Uh, and it says, diversity is a mix. Mm -hmm. Inclusion is making the mix work. Right. So when you think of corporate America, you got to understand diversity is the mix. You can hire diversity, right? That's the mix. Sure. But that's not the hard part. Making it work is inclusion, which means everybody feels like they're included in the common good. And so you can't have hate and have inclusion. Right. They're polar opposites. They, they right. can't exist. It's like oil and water. You, it, it doesn't work. Uh, two, parallel, two parallel streets that run parallel to each other will never intersect each other. Yep. In order for them to intersect, that means at that point, they're no longer running parallel. Right. So when we look at dope and hope, that's what they are. They don't they don't operate on the same frequency. Right. There are two parallel streets that will never, ever intersect. So if you live on Hope Street, the way you move, the way you speak, the way you act, the way you apologize, the way you self-correct will look totally different than if you own Dope Street. <laughs> right? right? So, so, so what I tell people, if you own Dope Street, we want to serve as your translator because you can't understand the language of Hope Street yet. So we want to serve here as Black and White Men Talking as your translator to be able to communicate to you the language of hope so you can make the crosswalk. You can take the divergent exit 
off of Dope Street and make the crosswalk to the connecting street that connects you to the parallel street called Hope. Yeah. That's yeah. what we are. And so I just want to challenge everybody to realize you can get off Dope Street. That's right. But you but you're gonna need some help. That's right. That's right. And you're gonna need somebody to be able to translate and to navigate you to the to the to the exit so that you can hit the connection street that will connect the two parallel streets. That's excellent. just wanted to get that analogy, Dave. Point that, point, that point out there. I, I think that's great. I you know, Leslie, you reminded me of you know, we, we look up to these um, successful people, great athletes, okay, that succeed, um, actors or, or, or people in business that have done very, very well, and they've been successful in academia, in, in colleges, professors and different ones that have done very, very well, and scientists. We look up to them, but one thing about them that, that's very common is they've all had coaching or mentors that shine the light you know, in their path and said, hey, come this way. This is a way to Hope Street in your profession. Okay. You want to be a great athlete. Well, you need a coach that's been there or has, has been a party to Hope Street for, for you know, that event or, or that activity that you're involved in or want to be, and you want to be successful. You, you, you can run parallel and you can have all the, the all the uh, gifts and, and the abilities, but until you get to Hope Street, you don't realize your potential. You don't realize there's no way you can be successful because you're in a rut, which is basically a grave with, with the, both ends knocked out. When you're in a rut on Dope Street, you can't get there without someone, a coach or mentor or maybe a group saying, hey, let me help you. Uh, you know, there's a better way that, you know, the, the street that you're running just deals for uh, into more misery. It's just it's just more of a, of a dead end cycle of, of anger and bitterness and, and unhappiness. And hey, we want to be that coach. You and I, Leslie, working together, we can shine that light and we can show you that you have value and you can add value and it's on hope street. It's not on dope street. It, it's on a different street that, that you weren't, you maybe you didn't even know you were aware of at all, but, and also you didn't think you deserve to be there or you didn't think it was possible to get there. Let me tell you something. You can get there and we can help you. And we would love to do that because that's what we do working together as, as, as friends and brothers, uh, as as members of the human race together, we can work together in powerful ways and help you get off of Doak Street and, and get onto Hope Street and make a big difference in your life, which in turn makes such a difference in everyone else around you. And, and that's really what we're about. So, you know, that's that's exactly what we're about. That's all we desire to be about is getting you to Hope Street. Uh, Brad Henry says it this way when he was talking about a good teacher. He said a good teacher can inspire hope, ignite imagination, and instill the love of learning. That is what we do here uh, at Black and White Men Talking. That is what we want you to do in your own circles, in your communities, in your networks. We want you to be able to inspire hope, ignite imagination, and instill a love of learning with people 
to learn about each other because our greatest gifts are in our differences. Because once we learn our differences and learn to appreciate them, they make they, they make us both better. Now, understand what I'm saying. Right. My, our, my differences don't make me better. But Dave's differences make me better and my differences make Dave better. Right, right. But 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 in order for us to get there, we got to get on Hope Street because see, <laughs> if we're on Dope Street, the world says in Dope Street, Dave and I got hate in between us. That's right. On Dope Street, Dave and I have, we have institutional racism in between us. Mm-hmm. On Dope Street, we got life in between us. On Dope Street, we got politics in between us. Yep. On Dope Street, and watch this. I'm gonna scare y'all some of y'all with this, but on Dope Street, we got religion in between us. Yep. See, see, but on Hope Street, oh, see, y'all don't want me to go there, but on Hope Street, <laughs> the reality is on Hope Street, every day, regardless of whether it's raining, it's still filled with sunshine. That's right. Because on Hope Street, you always know, you always know that you have an opportunity to rise above and to be fulfilled by your service of how you treat and value others. And you understand that most of the times your blessings and your gifts are going to come from people that you don't even know you met. And it happens by the way you walk and you carry your life and you act in others, even if they have wronged you. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's, a, that's the kind of street I like to live on. <laughs> you know what I'm they, it, I like to say it this way. Hey, it's like a fat boy's candy store. <laughs> so, so I I love Hope Street because in Hope Street, Dave and I can build a wonderful friendship. In Hope Street, you know, I can learn from the success. Dave has been married longer than I have. So Marsh and I can learn from the ups and downs that he and, Br- he and Glenda has experienced. And and that's Hope Street. See, see yes. that, that shared knowledge. Uh, there are things of insight I can give Dave that gives him a different perspective, perspective just of the black experience in America. Exactly. Together, we give each other hope that yeah. tomorrow can be brighter than today. Yeah. Because yeah. of what we are shared experiences together. That's what I'm talking about. That's the difference. So Hope Street is where you want to be. So I'm going to encourage you to do a hope, not dope, because dope is a ticket. It's a first class ticket to a dead end street that's right that's right you you reminded me leslie something i want to say i uh in my second book uh they're both on amazon but my second book is called finishing on fire living your legacy of purpose passion and prosperity and in that book i have a chapter and i talk about harper lee at three and my granddaughter my oldest granddaughter now she's six or will be six she um at three years old okay she amazed me because her attitude was uh, she wakes up in the morning. And it's like, you know, hey, world, where's the party? You know, I just I'm looking for the good in anything, anyone I see and any opportunity I have. And we would take her to a little playground and she instantly goes over to any child that's close to her. and She says, hey, do you want to play with me? And I'm like. That's so awesome. We could learn so much from a three-year-old by by not looking at the external. We just see another person and say, hey, do you want to play with me? And I think that's a great attitude of, of, of bringing people onto Hope Street with you. Okay, you be on Hope Street and you go over to that person and say, hey, do you want to play with me? Do you want to work with me? Can I help you 
you know, find your better purpose in life. You know what you're meant to do and, and, and find all the, the value that you have that you haven't seen before. Maybe I can show you that. And, and, and I just, a three-year-old can teach us so many lessons. It's, it's amazing. And, Out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> hey, Dave, let me put it to you this way. Um, if you and I walk right now into a first graders classroom, these bright-eyed first graders, you know, they're just starting out, right? Yep. And if we ask them, how many of you can dance? Raise your hand if you can dance. How many hands do you think going up? Oh, every one of them. Everyone. Now, Dave, let's fast forward a bit. Let, let, let's go up into a room with our friends and our, any of our professional network, and let us ask that same question. How many hands do you think go up, Dave? Oh, my gosh, three or four, you know. So, so Dave, here's my question, right? We didn't say stand up or raise your hand if you could dance well. Yeah. We didn't say raise your hand if you thought other people felt like you could dance well. Right. We didn't say that. All we said was raise your hands if you could dance. So let me give you the spin perspective. If you can move your limbs, <laughs> if you have the ability to move your limbs, you can dance. You physically can dance. Right. Nobody said it had to be on beat. Nobody says you had to be in rhythm. I said the question was raise your hand if you can dance. And so my question I say is what happens to us from first graders to adults yeah. that the world's perception of us has become more important to us than our own. Right. Right. And and that's the thing. Andy Andrews, one of my favorite authors and probably my favorite author, he says our opinion should not be, you know, overrun by everybody else with their bad remarks or their, their negative comments because nobody knows us like we do, okay? We know, you know, a lot of times, you know, what we can do or our capabilities. So why should we worry so much about everybody else's opinion of us? Our opinion. Now, other people's opinion is important. Leslie, you are a smart dude and you know this technology and some of this financial stuff. And, and it just makes me look like a kindergartner, but that's okay. You know? And, and so I can, I can gain so much by talking to you and playing with you and dancing with you. And I've got, but I need to value my opinion. Okay. I can come to you for advice and you can tell me, Hey Dave, I advise, you know, I think you should do this, this, and this, but I've got to bring it back to me and say, okay, Leslie says this, that makes sense, but what am I, you know, what can I do and what should I do? Well, I've got to make that decision, okay? Right. I, can't, I can't let someone else's opinion, you know, lead me around because I am me. There's 7.5 some billion people in the world and we're everyone different. Every one of us, 7.5 billion. And so it's like, hey, we are special, each and every one of us we should value our own uniqueness and our own opinion is so critical. And it needs to be the last opinion that we follow is ourselves, because I guarantee you, we want the best for ourselves. Okay. And, and, and back to our last episode, if we're, if we're doing the best for ourselves, then we can really help other people because we're in a good place and we're standing on firm ground, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, and that's where we need to serve people. And so value your opinion. You are valuable. And, and don't be taken down 
by people that don't have your best interest in, in mind or they don't know you fully like you know yourself. No, I agree. And and, and I want to, as we close and get out of here on this, I just want to remind that then we will come back later and, and do a full breakdown and end up series about what I call the five critical influences or the 10 critical influences in your life. But I have a keynote speech that's called, it's called Giving Fear the Pink Slip. And in that, in that keynote, you know, I walk people through the process of really looking at, aside from your family, because none of us got to choose our family. So when we look at your friends, I want you to look at the 10 most influential people that are around you. So you draw yourself as a circle, and then you draw smaller circles around you, 10 smaller circles around you. And then I, I want you to do some homework. I want you to ask yourselves, are these 10 influences? Are they extraordinary influences or are they ordinary? Here's what I mean by that. If you're trying to be extraordinary in the way you live your life, then you got to surround yourself with extraordinary. Yep. That has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with a, a societal status. Society, society status. Yep. It has nothing to do with anything materialistic. That has to do with a mentality. Right. How they function. And that's a choice. You make a choice to be ordinary or extraordinary. And here's what I mean that because what you're going to need is people around you that will push you mm -hmm. and people around you that will tell you when you're wrong. Yes. And that people you can push and you can tell them when they're wrong and they will receive it. Those are extraordinary people because those are different conversations. And those are people that's going to show up when nobody else will. If you have people, and I guarantee you, you will, in that circle, yep. that don't measure up, then you're going to have to give them the pink slip. You're going <laughs> to have to fire them out your life. Because you can't help them if you let them sit there. Because then what they see in you and your walk does not show them what they can be. Right. It just shows them what they are. Yeah. So you have to let them go. And then let them see you rise from afar and see your work ethic from afar and see your commitment from afar. And then that will bring them saying, I want, I want that same experience. And at that point, you can help them, but you can't help them if you don't let them go first. So unfortunately, some of you will need to fire some people out of your circle. You don't have the right circle. So you find yourself in quicksand. It seems like you make two steps up and three steps back. That's because the people around you don't lift you. They just receive from you. And so gravity, as as you rise, they're pulling. Yes. As you rise, they're pulling. And you need people as you rise, they're pushing. And you're doing the same. So right. unfortunately, do that homework. You're going to have to fire some people. And here's a little, little tip I tell people. Just say, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to let you go. Not that there's anything wrong with your walk. I'm just wanting to go in a different direction. And because of that, I'm not willing to do the things I used to. There you go. Uh, honesty. See, and that's the thing, Leslie, that you and I together, uh, like you said, you know, when I listen to you, I learn things. Okay. You listen to me, you learn things. Yes. And that's, and we grow. That's how you grow. And we both want the best for each other. Okay. We genuinely do. And so if I see you getting ready to step in a big hole, I'm going to say, whoa, Leslie, that's a big hole. You're going to break a leg. You're going to break your neck. 
And because I genuinely want the best for you. And that's who you need to be surrounding yourself. The people that need to be in your bullseye or in your target, they need to be people that genuinely want the best for you. And so that's, and that's so critical. So, and the only way you do that is, is by having hope dealers around you and not the dope dealers around you. They need to be in your, in your circle and, and walking down your hope street instead of dope street. So excellent point. But that's my point. That's our time today. But if you want to deal hope, if you want to deal hope, follow us on our podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Bleacher Report, Listen Notes. Wherever you find your podcast, you can find us at Black and White Men Talking. If you want to watch the video podcast version of us, you can see us on YouTube. Just search for Black and White Men Talking. You can find our podcast there. Also, if you want us to bring us in to do workshops and training specifically to work through your diversity and help people understand how to have meaningful conversations, the actual framework of how to navigate through that, how do you go from hostility to harmony, we can do that for you. We can help you do that. So feel free to reach out to us um, on any of those platforms. Just make a comment, reach out to us. We will be in contact with you. We have more information coming soon. We have a book in the works uh, titled Black and White Men Talking. We have some phenomenal things that are coming down the pipe collective to help you get where we are so you can experience the benefit of having a friendship like Dave and I have and, and so many other of our friends that we share. I am excited about your tomorrow. Yep. I am so excited about your tomorrow and I hope you give us the opportunity to work with you. But until next time, find us on all, on all those avenues. And Dave, you got anything last thing to say? No, I just say, you know, make your choice, make it hope and, and make it every day. And that's going to make your life so much better. I promise you. There you have it.